Spider-Man, Spider-Man, just whatever spider can. Spins a web and decides that just steals just like Flash the Cat. Here comes the Spider-Man. This is episode 423 for June 2016, and this is the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas, celebrating 10 years of this podcast and nearly 20 of our website, and still the number one Spider-Man fan site and podcast online. Before we get to our show, I'd like to ask for your support. Log on to our newly redesigned website at SpiderManCrawlspace.com. Look for a banner at the top right that says support this site via PayPal, and you can help us pay the bandwidth costs. It takes to host 400-plus episodes up on our server. All right, gang, on with your message board questions. Uh, JVL1031, location, we don't know. Uh, my question, I don't mean to sound cynical because I'm curious to how the Captain America Civil War movie is going to turn out, but does anyone else find it ironic that the story being used to bring Spider-Man into the MCU is the same one that led to the character being driven into the ground in the comics? My second question is, for those who have seen it, what did you think of the Deadpool movie? Oh, I think we've gone off uh, many times about how, how good Deadpool was. Deadpool was fantastic. Deadpool was great. Deadpool was Hysterical. great. It was fantastic, but it's also dangerous. Yeah, don't take kids to that. Oh, my God. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's, it's about, well, yeah, you shouldn't do that anyway. I mean, it's a hard R. But, but. <laughs> yeah, Jr. took his kid. <laughs> well, yeah, but Spencer's a teenager now, dude. Yeah, he's fourteen. It's, it's, he saw. It oh, four, I think fourteen's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's different. But but uh, but no, it's dangerous in that. I, I'm worried, and, and I there's been other people who mentioned this out in the press, and they're correct to, to voice mm-hmm. it. There's a worry now that other studios are going to look at that and say, well, everything needs to be this way. Everything needs to be Deadpool now. The same way they're like, well, everything Superman needs to be Batman now. It needs to be dark. You yeah. know, it's that same kind of mentality yeah. that's, yeah. frankly, quite effing stupid. But Deadpool uh, wor- worked even from the opening credits. No, Deadpool as a movie itself was fine. The opening, awesome. cre- yeah, when the movie has you laughing your ass off through at the, the opening credits, credits, I know, loved yeah. it. Yeah, oh. loved him. Uh, the his other question about Spider-Man uh, led to the character being driven into the ground. He's he's talking about Civil War, which uh, the last ten plus years. Is what he's referencing. I, here, but here's the thing: the, the the Civil War movie looks to be coherent compared to Civil War, the actual comic story. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that is being is being brought into the Civil from Civil War, the story, and Civil War, the movie is there's a conflict between Tony and 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 Cap, and that's it. How pissed would you all be at if the post credit scene is he lifts his mask up at a press conference? I will rage. <laughs> I may, I may have gotten a little antsy this week and already read several different reviews about what the end credit scene is. Oh, I hope I'm not speculating truth. And I feel, I feel bad for Jimmy <clears throat> because I should have waited. But oh. there you go. Are you? Are, I won't, oh, don't spoil it. But are, are I'm you? I'm not. I said I, I was about to say. <clears throat> are you upset or are you up? Excited about the post-credit scene. Uh, I'm interested about that. Okay, very good. Okay. Uh, see Spider Thirty One from Minnesota. Hope you're having a good week. Uh, with Civil War Two coming along with Captain America Civil War, do you think that Marvel is becoming too reliant or con- uh, concentrated on tying events in the comics with the movies coming out and interfering with the stories being told in the solo titles? I have <clears throat> I have raged about this, and raged about this, and raged about this. Going back to Ends of the Earth, where we had all the Avengers that show up in the movies, 
but didn't show up in the, in the actual story to the Scarlet Spider number five <coughs> issue where for some reason Nick Fury, Black Nick Fury showed up uh, with Maria Hill because reasons. Um, and they literally Iron Man was in the it was in the book for four pages and no reason why he was in the book to now we're doing this second Civil War type thing. I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to have market symmetry to try to lure people in, but but let's face it, people that are watching the movies are not reading the comics. They're not. Yeah. I mean, comic fans will see the movies, but the the overwhelming majority of the people who are watching these movies aren't going to pick a comic book up and probably never have. See, Spider's other question is, have you seen Batman Superman? What'd you think of it? I saw it. Who else has seen it? I saw it. I've seen it. Okay, what what would your grade be? Go around the horn. Uh, Who you want to start with? Uh, you, go ahead, Jer. Oh, you know, I gave it like a B minus, C plus kind of. I didn't think it was that bad. I was expecting you know for, for it to drop a total turd. I mean, it's got a lot of wow. problems. It's got a lot of problems, but it's 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 not it's not that bad. Spencer loved it, really? you know. But that but that's. Um, that gets into a larger issue, I think, that maybe some of us old farts are beginning to miss, is that the, these movies are really not for us. I mean, They're meant uh, for the next generation. Well, Marvel can make movies that we like. How come DC can't? Yeah. But what I'm saying is... No, that's a legitimate they, question. Well, no, they can, they can make movies, but the thing is, the fact that we like them is incidental. You know, they're not really interested in, uh, they're not interested in me. They don't give a rat's ass what a 50-year-old man thinks of their movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, that- and they're, they're, they're interested, they're interested in, like, for example, when, you know, why, why, I used to wonder why, like, well, Andrew Garfield or whatever. And uh, it was like, you know, why do they cast Andrew Garfield? And then, you know, my daughter, you know, talks about how good-looking Andrew Garfield is and how gross Tobey Maguire is. You know, and it's yeah. like, well, Toby Maguire was too much of a nerd, you know, and, and Spencer and I look at each other and, you know, it's like, but that's Peter Parker. But yeah, but and, and my wife liked Garfield better. Why? Because he was better looking. So, you yeah. know, it's 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 the movies aren't being made for us. I mean, George is right. Marvel seems to have this where they where everybody can enjoy it. D.C., I don't know what the hell is going on with them. It's, it's why DC makes, uh, or it's why Marvel makes 1.5 billion with an Avengers movie, and DC's likely to crack 800 million. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's but it's it's uh, you know they're not making these movies for us. Zach and, Zach saw it, and G- George, did you see it? I won't I see it. I'm, okay. I'm, the DC universe is dead to me. Zach, what would your grade be? <clears throat> Entertainment value, I would give it a B plus. But yeah. it's one of those movies when I went and watched it. I enjoyed it when I left the theater, but when I really yeah. started to think about it and started analyzing it and looking at it from an analytical point of view, there were <clears> so <throat> many problems with this. <clears throat> it, it really brings it down to a C minus. Yeah. And it, it, it could have been. <clears throat> one, it was too. Long. It was trying. To, it was trying way too effing hard. Yeah. And three, Lex Luthor needed to be deleted out of everyone's brain. In the same way that Fox needs to never listen to uh, Mark Millar again. Yes, DC needs to get rid of Zack Snyder. The the half of the movie, which was Superman, didn't work for me. I don't. I didn't like Lex Luthor, and I didn't like Superman. I, Batman's a psychopath throughout three quarters of this movie. Yeah, but I, but I liked I liked the Batman parts, obviously. But but Batman is kind of a psychopath. He is. And a he, dark is. Character, he is. But, he is but, yeah. super, but Superman, I 
No, I, it, it's see, I, I hate to be one of these old guys who says, well, you know, Christopher Reeve did it better or whatever, you know, because you know, Christopher Reeve's Christopher Reeve's dead. He can't do, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's, we're not going to bring him back, you know, whether or not we try to call him Aunt Brandon Ruth or not, but, <laughs> but, 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 but Christopher Reeve had Superman, right. Or, or Richard Donner or whatever. He yeah. was the big boy scout, the big brother figure, the father figure or whatever. He wasn't this brooding. He smiled. You know, he was I, positive. He was I happy. A, I feel I, so. I, just, yeah. I mean, it's not, Superman is not Batman. Superman yeah. is not grim and morose and, no. You know, it's, 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 you know, like somebody, I don't know if it was one of you guys or somewhere else that said that if you think that Superman needs to be an R rated movie, then you have completely missed the point of Superman. Very true. Might have been. Uh, uh, I will say this Mm -hmm. I feel bad for both Brandon Routh and Henry Cavill because I've enjoyed Brandon Routh on Arrow and other shows. Um, I feel like that they were grossly. But in both cases, grossly um, misused, misused for the script. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was watching Legends of Tomorrow with Spencer and it was like, you know, and you could hear, you know, and it's like, you know, Spencer, I, I like this guy. You know, I mean, I can see why he got cast as Superman. He's got the look. He's got the voice. You yep. know, I can see why. But the problem is they didn't <laughs> want him to play Superman. They wanted him to play Christopher Reeve. Yes. As you know? Superman. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 of course they gave him a stupid story with a you know, and even Spencer noted, you know, I was like, you know, yeah, this Superman's a pervert. He got a, he knocked up a seventeen year old girl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where do you go from there? Anyway, well, you know, I, Superman Returns um, wasn't a bad movie. Oh, or pardon me, it, it, it was a bad movie. It was a, it was a terrible movie. I remember walking out of there saying that I just see what I saw, but um, it wasn't Brandon Ruth's fault. It right. was the script. Oh. It was the script, yep. and it was the directing. Same thing exactly. with Garfield. Yeah, yeah. Frontier uh, has a question. How do you feel about the heavily reduced presence of the Daily Bugle and the Bugle supporting cast and Spider-Man as of late? And do you expect Marvel to address this in the future? I missed the Bugle a lot, just like I miss Mary Jane a lot in the Spider-Man books. Well, it's there's a familiarity to it. Yep, it's the default. And and, um, even having Jonah as the mayor kept Jonah in the story. And I, I even found myself missing that subplot. I, yes, I miss Jonah. Jonah is in Silk. Uh, Cindy he Mo- should not be in the ancillary title. Exactly. He's in the main title. He, he, well, uh, that's, the, that's the thing, though. The ancillary titles are what Marvel wants you to go to now when you want classic Spider-Man. Right. This is, yeah. they want, this is, I, isn't Miles fighting like other Spider-Man villains now? Yeah. He yeah. is going to be fighting the Black then you've, got, then you've got Jonah over in Silk. They want you... Because they were like, oh, I missed this. It's not Spider-Man without this. Oh, I'll read this other Spider thing, which but, has it in there. So it feels like I'm reading Spider-Man, but you're not. But we haven't seen Robbie and the Bugle in a long time. Well, have, have we? we? It's, no, we haven't. It's because we're doing uh, we're doing Dan Slott's fan fiction. So we're not <laughs> going to see that for a long time. <laughs> to Zach, how do you feel about the Kane Scarlet Spider being in the current season of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon? I'm very, very cautious. I saw the clip. Somebody, uh, I think we actually posted it up over on Spidey Dude. And I saw the clip and I was like, okay, this is okay. But I'm very, very leery because so much has been effed up on that cartoon that uh, I'm not looking forward well, to. Well, that cartoon hasn't ever been good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only thing. Been, was, there was a couple of, like, two episodes we actually like, Brad. I guess the the one, the one with Hulk and the K 
Camera and Mary Jane. Home of the Hulk with Mary, yeah, and Mary Jane, and then there was yeah. another. You like the Guardians one, I think. Yeah, the Guardians one was good. Yeah, I, to me, this I, I just wish that there was a better series because to me, that's how I got into Spider Man was these cartoons, and if that's your introduction to Spider Man, I, I just pity you. I would have liked to have season five or season six of Spectacular Spider Man. Well, if oh, that's yeah. your introduction to Spider-Man, though, Spidey dude, you're gonna get that's what you're gonna get with Marvel's movie. Apparently, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> I I don't know. I I don't know. I should have um, just cast Drake Bell. Oh. No, I know it's it, 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 <coughs> Spider-Man. Talks. We should have just hired great Drake Bell. Yeah, but you'd have to spring him from the drunk. <laughs> Damn. That's true. You'd have to sober him up. <clears throat> yeah. Damn, Mister uh. Starkiller. Uh, if you had to write Spider-Man Volume Four. A.K. and Parker Industries, how would you write the series? I would write the series. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. He wouldn't be a. He would be in New York. First of all, you would never meet a deadline. <laughs> true. I, I, the first issue. <laughs> first issue. I would have a splash page, two panel of Spider-Man holding a uh, device in his hand, a remote, and boom, we blow it up, and he goes back to the bugle. That's how I would only have the Parker Industries in one panel. Because I think it's a flawed concept. Peter Parker should not be a CEO. He's not a I don't CEO. Even, I don't even mind him being a boss if he wasn't I just do. doing this douchebaggy crap over overseas and, and not being at <clears throat> least near the familiarity of New York outside your window. I mean, I think this could be handled as... I mean, as one of those things like beware the law of intended, what the law of unintended, unintended consequences, consequences. Yeah. you know, because remember back in Roger Stern's time, he did a story where everybody was like they were day, everybody was daydreaming. Mm-hmm. And one of Peter's daydreams was that he was rich and famous and everybody loved him and stuff like that. And, you know, so like, OK, but why don't we do this? Why don't we give him what he thinks he wants? And then he realizes that that's not really want, what he wants, or that's not what he he what he realizes he wants to be. You know what? What if he you know because he he starts becoming this hard charging CEO, and Harry says, you know, gee, you're starting to act like my dad. That'd be, you know, that'd be fine. He, you know, and he finds out that he's becoming something he hates. You know, uh, but, but he doesn't know, learn. He doesn't learn yeah. anything. But what we're getting is no. not that. No. I, I, I would like to also point out and remind people that are longtime fans of, crawl, of the crawl space that Kevin was going to kind of take Peter down this road with him taking over Osborne Industries. If you have somebody that can that can handle that and has a clear vision for it, great. The fact is, is the vision on this book has been so haphazard when it comes to Parker Industries that nobody knows what what sense of direction you're going. Yeah. Uh, how do you make Peter come back to being the OG Spider-Man and having him return to his status quo without damaging the title since Marvel is being so hellbent on making everyone Spider-themed characters? AKA, Change the writer and editor? <laughs> yeah. I, I, think another, I, I think another mind wipe. you gotta, you got to eliminate people <sighs> knowing that Pitt Parker was a CEO and the name Parker means tech. Yeah, and we've it's talked such, about that before. The fact that everyone on the planet is supposed to know his, going to know his name. He's now. the Bill Gates of the Marvel Universe at this point. But which, which still makes me think that there's going to be another Marvel reboot at some. It's got to. You got to eliminate people knowing that. Counterpoint, though. Look at Steve Jobs. He was the Wonder Kid. He was the guy that everybody was like, "Oh, he's great." And then, he and then what? Shit. People forgot about him. No, I mean the whole well, world knew his name for the rest of his life. Exactly. No, no, no. But but there was a period of time where he was not in the spotlight. And he wasn't 
front and center, and you almost forgot about him until he went until he did the next computer, and then he got and then they he merged back with Apple. You got you yeah. got to reboot it. You got to wipe something. <laughs> that sounds bad. Wolf well, Wolf Cyber. I'm not saying we don't need to do something significant. But. Yeah, Wolf Cipher. Uh, who do you think had a bigger victory over Spider-Man? Norman Osborn for making Peter think he was a clone and stealing his baby daughter, uh, or Doc Ock for effectively killing Peter Parker and taking over his life and body. Try to keep the quality of the stories out of your mind and just think of which series of events m- uh, must have screwed with Peter the most. JR, take that one. Oh, to me, that's easily Doc Ock. Mm. I mean, you know, Norman Norman messed with his head. You know, and and one Peter De- well Peter didn't know that his daughter survived, but now he never had a daughter anyway, thanks to Brand New Day. Yeah. But no, I mean Doc Ock literally violated him. Yeah. You know, I mean besides the fact that you know he whacked, wanked off in his body, but uh, <laughs> uh, but, but I mean what you know, a friend we have, uh, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> but, but you know Doc Ock killed him, took over his body, and then basically screwed his life all up. You know, to, so when Peter came yeah. back to his life it wasn't the same life he left behind so you know yeah there's very little consequences of that is there that we've seen well so far yeah Uh, uh, anyone who's seen uh, batman versus superman uh and didn't like it how did it hold up compared to amazing spider-man 2 in a lot of ways it's the same movie both have flawed villains and both tried so are trying so hard to set up for mm. franchise exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah that it it's for it forgot to to do a movie instead of a uh, instead of a two hour or an hour and a half long advertisement for other shit the uh the casting at batman had, at least batman v superman has wonder woman coming in and kicking ass uh, wonder exactly. wonder woman was awesome uh, and I remember when everybody him and hawed about the casting, she did our. I didn't, because I'd seen her in Fast and Furious, and I was like, I think she can do it. And everybody's like, No, she's too tiny. I'm like, Well, yeah, she's gonna weight train. They've already said that. She you know? she looked so great. I'm, she looked great. I'm glad she did good. I'm glad she did good, even though I'm even though I'm not. <clears throat> Aziz, uh, I watched Creed recently. That's a great movie. So I got in the mood to ask you, spider historians, about the amount of joy you found watching Peter in the boxing ring. I know it happened at least in Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, Number 8, and Volume 1, 372. Uh, not sure if Jonah's moment from Back in Black is oh, in a, yes. a boxing or wrestling ring. I know J.J. punched him. Uh, who, who, who's a reaction to Spider-Man's public... Oh, I guess we'll talk about the boxing first. I like that scene uh, with Flash and Peter, and Peter's trying to hold back knocking Flash in the next week in Amazing 8 from the 60s. I like that scene. I don't remember this 372. Anybody refresh me with the Spider Slayers? Um, I don't remember that at all. I don't all. remember it. Me either. I remember the, him fighting JJ in the in the ring, though. That, wasn't that the last issue of F and Spider-Man? That was the last issue of F and Spider-Man. And your right. connection is? <laughs> I asked the question. They got the ball rolling. Uh, you asked Peter David, hey, what's P- JJ's thoughts on uh, him unmasking? And it led to that story. Yes, sir. Uh, whose reaction to Spider-Man's public unmasking you wanted to see, but we didn't get it? Sissy Ironwood? <laughs> uh, and, and he said that Stegron didn't get a, give, give a reaction, but didn't he attack right around that same time during Black and Black? George would know. I don't know. 
I think no, that was earlier. A little bit. Well, no, it, it was during that time, but you know, he was busy with the meteorite who was making everybody act savage. That's he, what I'm saying. Wasn't that was at the same time as as Back in Black? It was before Back in Black, but it was after, but it was after the unmasking. So, <coughs> oh. so Stagron didn't care. Was in that uh, that jackassy, douchebaggy spider armor. Uh, uh, Aziz wanted to see the reactions of uh, the grad school gang. The Osborne twins, Boomerang, Shocker, Hobgoblin, Spot, and Stegron. (laughs) That works. Uh, Mr. Metz, uh, what do you think of the 616 designation? Many readers liked it. They find it slightly insulting, and one guy named Brevoort thinks it's one of the things that makes comic books less welcoming. Of course, Brevoort does. I don't care. I don't care. I always, I always like this. I'm sorry, Brad. I mean, I mean, I don't care. It's called Six One Six. It came out of Captain Britain from a book that uh, was printed in the UK. It's, it's what it's been called for forty years. I don't, I don't think it's a problem. And and Tom Brevoort needs to get off his pretentious jerkwad. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, no, there's a pretentiousness with with Tom Brevoort. He no, comes across. Yeah, I, Brad wasn't objecting to that so much as the jerkwad. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, he just comes to me. He comes, and it's partially because it's text. Comes across as a jerk, and is very pretentious. And I, I just, I, I get very irritated with with Brevoort. Well, it's a, except well, except it, for that time he called he called slotted on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, the thing no, that gets go, go ahead. ahead go ahead. No, Jerry. I was about to say the thing that gets me about this comment, which. Of Brevort's, you know, and, and I agree, he says a lot of wacky ass stuff. <laughs> but uh, but the thing is, regardless, I mean, anybody who reads comic books or who would read comic books has probably probably understands the concept of multiple universes. Yeah, and with the and with the Marvel universe, regardless of whether you call it six sixteen or anything else, people with there's been a lot of tweaking here and there. But essentially, it is still the same universe. I mean, the Spider-Man that you're seeing now is essentially the same Spider-Man from Amazing Fantasy 15. Yeah. Now, where it's really screwed up is DC. You have no idea where you are. You have no idea what Batman you're on, your Superman you're on. Spen- you know, Spencer's telling me that the new 52 Superman <laughs> is going to get killed. And it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. So the new 52 Superman is not the same as John Byrne's Superman, who's not the same as... Well, yeah. John Byrne's Superman's now going to be the Superman again. It's like, oh, now that's confusing. Regard- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, well, Jr. it's like we got a different character as Spider-Man now. But it's, 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 they essentially say it's the same one since AF-15. Well, but, but yeah. It's essentially the same history. Is yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like, it's like, for example, now, you know, the Jason Todd's Batman is going to be going back to the kid who stole the tires off the Batmobile. I mean, originally he was Wait, from a... Does that mean he's going to be dead? <laughs> who knows? See, originally knows? he was a guy from a circus whose killer croc killed his parents. Then, I had that annual. Then yeah. he became the guy, who, the kid who stole the, the wheels off the Batmobile. Then I don't know what... Then he became dead. And then... Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, you don't know. I mean, so it, we're, it's... <clears> deep, <throat> where it's really screwed up. I mean, Brevard's comment is just... Crazy. Well, I've always. Oh, go ahead. I never had a problem with the six one six thing, and I mean it was easy to designate it and be able to talk. You know, say specifically and exactly what you were talking about when you needed to. Uh, in a multiverse, yeah, God forbid, in a multiverse, designations are important. Um, but knowing that Brevert hates it makes me like it more. I always <laughs> took the sixty one as an FF came out in sixty one is what I always 
uh, thought it meant. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe I just I made think that it up. was supposed to be supposed <clears throat> to represent like uh, June of '61, which is I think when Fantastic Four. No, there you go. That that works for me. That's fine with me. Uh, Big Al. Uh, if a Spider-Man film had been made in the '60s, say 1967, as the same time as a cartoon, what actors of the day would play Spider-Man and his cast of characters and villains? All I've got is Anne Margaret as Mary Jane, which is what uh, Romita based the the design of her on. It, is what I read. Spider-Man probably would have been played by Frankie Avalon. Oh man, <laughs> Aunt May. Oh, Uncle, I, Uncle Ben. Now you know I actually did a little bit of research because Ooh, I was I, I was saying good. well I don't have much of an answer because I was thinking I was thinking big you know that's a, actually a really good question it is it is but but I started researching and it's like you can only you know like okay who was around like ages seventeen to twenty seven because Anne Margaret just saying that as a reference she was twenty seven okay and who would have been seventeen to twenty seven and maybe you could have played these characters and who'd been some of the other ones and I'm thinking well. The thing is, though, you only remember the people who are still active. You don't remember all of these people who maybe who may have been active in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. who no longer are, you know, because I was yeah. thinking, you know, well, like maybe Spider-Man could have been like Robert Walker Jr., you know, but who I have no idea who that is. Exactly. Well, <laughs> hey, it might have been mm-hmm. Ricky Nelson, dude. Ricky well, Nelson. You never, you never know. So I kept coming up with, well, you know, Michael Douglas, maybe Gwen Stacy played by Farrah Fawcett. But that mm. was only because when I Googled, like, people who were born around this time or whatever, those are the names I came up with. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't come up with a bunch of actors who, you know, were active at that time were no longer. I mean, it's a really good question. Fortunately, yeah. to have come up with a really good answer would require a lot more time than I got than we yeah. have to research. I, I will do this. I will do this and I will have this for the next time we record because I've already um, a friend of mine is everybody there? Yeah, yeah just, there. there's a lot of fan noise or something. Um, <clears throat> because uh, my friend uh, Chris uh, way back in the day you know and of course I wasn't born I, I wasn't alive in the 30s and 40s but I've seen enough of those movies to, yeah. to know who I would cast as things and one night we sat down and we were like, "Well, who would we do? You know, who would we cast as like, uh, like in a Batman movie if it was made?" And of course, Batman was a serial back in the day, but like a big, you know, production of a Batman movie back in the day, you know, back in like the the late '30s, early '40s. And um, and we ca- we cast that entire thing and we did it in minutes. Nice. And was, uh, was Gregory Peck Batman? <coughs> no, Ray Ray Milan was Batman. Mm, okay, That's and. Not yeah, Ray Milan was Batman, and Ava Gardner was Catwoman. Ooh, yeah, yeah, and yep. uh, and um, uh, oh god, now his name escapes me. Charles Lawton was uh, the was the Penguin. <laughs> oh wow, that's yeah. pretty good. And yeah. Basil Rathbone was the Joker. Ooh, that's and neat. I, that's and neat. I can't remember who else we cast, but it was it was tight. It was nice, solid. nice. Spider Man's uh, so harder, I'll, huh? Spider, I think Spider Man's harder to do. I don't know. No, for lesser people, sure. But I'll, <laughs> but I'll, yeah, Big Al, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll, I'll brainstorm this because I, I wasn't able to look at the questions what, beforehand what, like what, I normally do. Here, here's uh, an I'll, idea. I'll, what, what do you think huh? about putting it on the front page and doing pictures? Uh, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't, okay. I don't have time for a lot of work right now. All right now. then. All right. <laughs> you know why? Because I do a lot of work. All right. Today. You know, I, I, I uh, mistakenly skipped one of Metz's other his second question, which was. What's your favorite Spider-Man-related behind-the-scenes material? 
I don't know if that's like a story. Life of Riley. Okay. Oh, you, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Song of the Song of Spider Man. Oh, that, that that book about the musical. That's yes, good. written written by the writer. That thing was a <clears throat> gripping page turner. Listen to me, everyone, right now who can hear my voice. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> if you have not read Song of Spider Man about the, the all the behind the scenes turmoil about the Spider Man musical, oh my God, go out and get it. It is fabulous. Yeah, it is crazy, 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 crazy. Okay, one, I also, uh, I, I haven't read it all the way through. I started reading it. Was the uh, creators on Spider Man, the Tom mm, Falcon? That took, and, uh, uh, a Marvel, the Untold Stories. Marvel, the Untold Story was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> JR, did you ever read that? No, I never did. Oh, you it's need really to, good. You need I even interviewed. I interviewed the author of that. That's that was a good. That's po- right. He was that on was, the, he was that on was the, fun. the podcast. But um, that, that that book is awesome. Yeah. Also, a book called Web Spinners. Wait a minute. Was that the name of your book, Chair? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was. Go pick well, that up. That wasn't really behind the scenes. Stuff. Yeah, but it was it was essays and analysis of the character. Go pick it up on Amazon. There Six you bucks. go. There you go. Uh, let's see. George, Doc Ock, and Superior Spider-Man had all of Peter's powers, access to many of Peter's memories, including his fighting skills and old battles, his own vast intelligence and battle experience, advanced tech, and, his, and less restraint. If pre-One More Day Peter, so no Horizon Labs or P- Parker Industries, without assists from other heroes were to somehow physically fight Otto in this form, could he defeat him? And if so, how would the confrontation play out? Could pre-one-more-day Spider-Man beat uh, superior Spider-Man, in other words? Yes. 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 Why? Because they hadn't really uh, made him a eunuch, the way that they had a a combat eunuch, the way that they have today. Um, I mean, because think about it. Right before you had, uh, right before they did, uh, um, <clears throat> or almost right before one more day. Remember, we had that fantastic kingpin fight that Brad, that you and I yes. covered. Yeah. Uh, that Spider-Man would have beaten the living shit out of Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. And here's here's the other part of that. I mean, sp- there was a time, folks, and a lot of you may, if you're new to Spider-Man, um, and you're reading the current stories, there was a time when Spider-Man was a lot more badass. Yep. Spider, and we cover that uh, every month. Uh, on this podcast, look for the uh, the Friday night fight. We cover times when Spider Man was still allowed by Marvel to beat ass. Today, he has to be saved, or he has to have uh, an entire team of people backing him up. But there used to be a day when one Spider Man could kick the shit out of a whole lot of people. The X Men, the Avengers. The oh God, the X Men! He did it on, to be a, the X Men. Could tell you who posted that picture on the front page, Brad? Was it you of the X Men talking around the fireplace? Around like a campfire, <clears throat> like a depowered juggernaut. Yeah, I think I put it on our Facebook page. I was re- that was an astonishing X Men. Yeah, that was they, fun. They were talking about it, like, yeah. and, and somebody had mentioned something, like, or Juggernaut was like, "Who could yeah. stop me?" That was know, a fun little book, Spider Man. Yeah, and then yeah. Juggernaut was like, he got lucky, and then somebody, and then the the person replies like, "Yeah, sure he did." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, this kid knows exactly." That was yeah, great. ask the, the X Men how fighting. Here I am. Here I am. Okay, uh, it's Michael Reed to Jr. and Brad. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Recently, I was thinking of one of the common critiques of Spider-Man I've heard, in which he only seems to fight old people, and that he never seems to really fight anyone his own age, or, or the opposite gender besides black cats. So I was looking through the very early stories of Spidey, and it hit me, why hasn't Marvel ever thought of bringing back the first female supervillain the web had ever fought, which is Princess Python, whose first appearance was in issue 22 of Amazing... 
And Peter lets her go due to not wanting to hit a girl at the time. It certainly makes more sense to make her a crime boss who hates Spider-Man. That she was flirting with him. Yeah, that does to make Black Cat one. Also, I don't think Spidey and her have ever formally met since then. So my question for you guys, what are your thoughts if Princess Python were to make a comeback in the Spider-Books, and how would you reintroduce her to the world? She was in that Conway point one issues recently. Yeah. You guys remember that? I remember it. No. I, I, no. Like I'm reading the point one issues? <clears throat> I don't remember it. I mean... Well, I think I Black Cat's I, just a stronger character. I mean, she's just a chick with a snake. I mean... <laughs> I was about I, to say, who's going to take a crime lord by the name of Princess Python? Yeah, I mean... Gr- was she specifically introduced by Ditko in that issue? I mean, is she a Ditko creation? No. Yeah, I mean, it was the Ditko era, yeah. Was that the first appearance I, of the... I thought the, she was in some other book, and she came I thought in. they came from Daredevil. Hang on here. Well, they, I think they first appeared in issue number 17 of Amazing Spider-Man, in which Daredevil, 16 or 17, in which Daredevil guest starred. And that was the first meeting of Daredevil that, and Spider-Man. I just looked at oh, okay. it. That is, in fact, her first appearance. Okay, so she is a Ditko original female villain. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, the Circus of Crime originally appeared in the Hulk. Was she, but, and I was knew she that because I, I knew okay. the Ringmaster had at least appeared in the Hulk. But the original Circle of Crime, of Crime appeared in the Hulk. But Princess Python, I guess, wasn't added until Spider-Man. Okay. So that so, was her first appearance. So Lee and Ditko created her. Yeah. Okay, well. Well, that's true. She's often overlooked. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I don't. I never really thought of her as a Spider-Man villain. I guess maybe because it's associated with the Circus of Crime, which is was introduced in Hulk first. I guess with the Ringleader or Remaster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're both <laughs> dumb villains anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's not the best Ditko Lee creation. I mean, anyway. They're not your they're not your masterminds, but there's somebody who can like work for no. somebody and cause a distraction or cause trouble and, somewhere. And it, is it? I don't. Circuses are not as popular as they were in the '60s. Is that true? Do you think today? Yeah, I don't think circuses are that popular. They're they're not. But why? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm just saying. It, anyway, that's that's their skit. I don't think a modern. Take me to the logic. How did you get to that point? Well, I'm just saying. I don't think. The next Spider-Man movie is going to have Princess Python and Spider-Man going into a circus. Oh, I thought he was talking about the comics. He was talking about the movie. I know, but even the, the comics, I don't think a circus-related villain You're, is is that cool. But I, I seriously doubt we'll ever see the <clears throat> Circus of Crime unless it's on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Actually, That'll be probably, season four of Agents I could, <laughs> this, <laughs> Or no, is this season four? Be, Who be knows? Who knows? Yeah, well, it'll be like <laughs> rehashing the, that last season of Heroes. Remember? Wow. Like no, I didn't watch it. Don't even start with him. My second question: Do you think Harry Osborn as a character had his potential as a great villain utterly wasted and ruined? Because with his far, no. with his because with his far between brief appearances as Goblin to his demise to Norman's resurrection to his resurrection to becoming American's son and finally becoming kind of an ally for Pete. I feel he's more blander and less inspiring than ever. Like as the Goblin, I felt his motivation and obsession of hating. Peter, or Spider-Man was fantastic and made more sense than Norman's. He had more potential of teaming up with Spider-Man, even as a villain, when, than his father ever had. His tragic relationship with his son and his wife and his origin, and as a bad one, as a bad guy, is more clean-cut compared to other villains with their backstories seem tacked on. Doc Ock having an abusive dad, Norman, seeing a goblin as a kid, etc. Overall, I feel he could have been a stronger and more superior villain than Norman ever could. Oh. Ooh. 
Let's see. Zach, what do you think? No, I'm just kidding. Go on, JR. Tackle that one. Tackle it. Drinking Drano, kid. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I will say that the Osbournes' motivations work better when one of them is dead. Mm. I mean, Harry Harry worked uh, better as a villain when Norman was dead and Peter and he believed that Peter had, you know, had killed him or whatever. But Harry was always just a screwed up kid. You know, Harry Norman was a criminal. Norman was a a mastermind. Norman had a wider agenda. You know, I mean, he, he was a villain. He was a villain in and out of costume. Um, yes, you know, and, and Harry, Harry was just a screwed up kid. Um, so just, you know, and, and to me, Norman works better with Harry being dead because then Norman believe Norman and Peter then each believe the other has taken someone they love from them, you know, even though Norman really did, you know, precipitate Gwen's death. But to me, that, that's the conflict. And, 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 uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, Harry could hate Peter for believing that he killed Norman, but then again, but Harry wasn't responsible for Gwen's death. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it. No, I mean, to me, Peter and Norman is, is the better confrontation. I mean, I understand the appeal. My my worst enemy is my best friend. Mm-hmm. I understand that appeal. But to be honest, that all, to me, that only has so much traction, you know, Jer- because then to make it work, you have to make Harry a villain and making and then if you're making him a villain and making him a criminal mastermind and making him a scientist. Well, you might as well use his dad because his dad was better anyway. Do you do you because when I started reading comics, uh, Norman was dead. And yeah. his overall presence was always felt. I mean, oh yeah. And do oh. you do you feel that is is better for him to be dead as opposed to be resurrected? Or what? What's your thoughts? To have, well, I should he have you, a light? It worked, it, it worked for a long time because mm-hmm. I and I remember remember when uh, actually reading issue spectacular number two hundred, which turned out to be the death of Harry. But I remember reading that for the first time. And Harry is sitting there toasting this big painting of a picture of Norman. Yeah. And I'm thinking, God, for a dead guy, this guy is like the greatest villain for a dead guy. Because exactly. Because he, he had this poisonous, toxic legacy, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that just kept, you know, even beyond Harry. I mean, it just infected everybody. Yeah. But then they killed Harry. So it's like. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to keep Harry around, then yeah, maybe you could have kept Norman dead. But then you killed Harry, and you have no Osborns. Yeah, and it's like so you've lost something. Yeah, and but then and then when they brought Norman back, see, and that's another, and that's just kind of another problem when you have a character that that you have serial fiction lasting fifty years and more, mm-hmm. Be, because you just there's only there's only so many ways there's. I guess I guess there's only so many ways you can tell a certain story, yeah. and and then you actually start to miss certain characters. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't know if he's lived up to his legacy. I mean, the the best resurrection story is that one where that you liked the guy the that was in spec. That was a good one. I kind of liked. Did you like Dark Rain where he? Was in the other had, titles. Dark Rain had a lot of potential that was thoroughly yeah. squandered. I mean, we wouldn't have had that Thunderbolt story that we love. The Thunderbolts was a good concept, yeah. but then they, but and yeah. in Dark Rain was, but everything was rushed. I you know, know, I mean, I Thunderbolts know. had all these subplots going. You had all these psychopaths, you know, who were who hated each other, 
who were all plotting against each other, but they had to work together. Yeah. But then it was like, then hurry up. It was make done quick. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Then make them the new Avenger. Then make them I mean, the dark Avengers. And okay, maybe you're starting to get that same dynamic, but then it's over in a year. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no. so when, yeah, it was, tr- was it tremendous potential yeah. wasted. Wasted. Cheese dick. Uh, <laughs> I didn't insult you. I didn't mean to insult you. That's actually <clears throat> the guy's handle. Uh, big thanks for all the great work you guys do on the podcast. This is a question for the whole gang. Who, in your opinion, is the best writer of Peter Parker and Spider-Man besides Stan Lee? The question applies to scribes of Spidey in all media, not just comics. Uh, i got a couple. Go ahead. I've got, uh, we've already talked about Roger Stern. Yeah. Uh, I'll say Tom DeFalco. Other media, I like John Semper and Greg Wiseman. Okay. I'll yeah. say Roger Stern. Stern and DeFalco. And- Stern and DeFalco, yeah. So the Stern and then followed by DeFalco run, the, 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 that period of years is still my favorite period of Stern, Spider-Man DeFalco, ever. Peter David. We're all stuck in the 80s, though. Yeah. Well, well it, it, things were better then. I like, <laughs> I like it, it is what it is. Yeah. I like Dean yeah. a lot, but... Yeah. There was more attention paid to character. There was more attention paid to consistency. There was more... There was just a lot more give-a-damn than there is today. Today, everything is geared towards... You know, just cranking out the next hack event. Uh, back then, it wasn't like that. Yeah, and and actually, now that you mentioned Demetrius, I want to go back to the Harry Osborn question. Yeah, a good writer though can really spice up a villain. And for example, if when you see what Demetrius did with Craven's Last Hunt, what a story which I don't care for, frankly. But Craven was a joke villain, yes. and Demetrius completely turned that around. Yep. So if you have a good writer who understands the character, then so yeah, no, it wouldn't be impossible for Harry to be turned into a great villain. But uh, as things turned out, it didn't work out that way. But yeah. you know, like it takes a writer. Peter when- and Mary Jane and their depiction in Craven's Last Hunt, especially Spider-Man's feelings towards her when he thinks you know the newlyweds, just, yeah, the, yeah, uh, has has been one of the one of the bigger. Um, one of, one of the bigger, I guess, depictions of them as a couple uh, that flies in the face of everything Marvel or any of the marriage haters have ever said. Yeah. Uh, and, and the whole thing – I remember at the time when the whole – you know, um, oh, everything happened except for the marriage, you know, when all that crap came out from Quesada. Yeah. Um, we were pointing that out on the crawl space, you know, and we were saying – uh yeah, the stuff doesn't work the same way because in Craven's Last Hunt, you know, you don't crawl out of the grave for your girlfriend at the time. <laughs> oh, I have to get back to that gal I live with. <laughs> you we, know, we got to continue it, to shack it, up. It loses a lot of the strength, and I think JMD Mateus even said that they weren't compatible. Yeah, I think didn't he Jr. at one point? Do you remember that? <sighs> I, think I know that said. Stern never liked the idea that I know that Stern basically said he never. He, he always thought he's Mary not a Mary. Yeah. He's not yeah, a Mary he always Jane thought fan. Mary Jane was the girl who would come in and cause trouble for mm-hmm. Peter and whoever he was, you know, doing at the same time. Mary Jane was always the troublemaker, but mm-hmm. he never saw her as, uh, yeah. as Mary. Well, yeah, but Stern was also uh, Stern was more of a Gwen guy, though I think, because that was from that was when he was reading was was you know, yeah. when yeah. Gwen was around. But I, 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 that still doesn't detract anything. I mean, I, yeah. Stern I, Stern Stern felt the same way about Doctor Strange and Clea. Or, or Clea, pardon me. I'm suddenly I'm talking like Brad. Uh, <laughs> I felt the same way about Doctor Strange Damn. and Clea. Yeah, I, and and he broke them up when he got over there to uh, to take over Doctor Strange. That's the one thing I don't like about the Stern run. Wow. On Doctor Strange. 
McClea. Okay. Web Century from England. Uh, to everyone, with comics as expensive as they are, and the current style to focus heavily upon trades and long, ongoing story arcs, uh, do one in one and one shot issues have a place in current ongoing titles and comics? Sure, they should, but they don't. I, I, I think I've done. We've in seen w- that with with parts of Brand New Day. I mean, there are some of the best issues were the one shots. Well, I mean, a, a, a good done in one makes you pick up the next issue, but I guess so does a cliffhanger of a <laughs> best best issues of Brand New Day. That's funny, Zach. <laughs> George, strange question like always. What's your favorite Doctor Strange villain and your favorite story featuring that villain? Oh, easily Dread War Mamu. Oh, God, easily Dread War Mamu. Okay. Um, what issues are those? That's the first Dormammu in the Strange Tales? Yeah, and... Yeah. Like the 170, 160-ish? Or 180, I'm sorry. Yeah, but wrong. there's... Um... Mm. There's actually a really – I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but one that's coming out to me and it's topical because of Spider-Man was one that Brad didn't remember during Spider Jeopardy uh, <laughs> was, uh, was Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 14 mm-hmm. where you had Doctor Doom and, and the Dread Dormammu teaming up. Um, and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man went into the Dark Dimension to stop them, and Spider-Man wound up fighting this this kind of weird – what was it? Mortimer Toynbee. Mortimer – Toynbee, I think, was his name. This was weird because it was a Denny O'Neill uh, written story. Um, and there's not a lot of good Spider-Man stories by Denny O'Neill. <laughs> so, uh, but it, it was a really good issue. There were some things that were off. Like, um, I remember, and I remember this reading this at the time, uh, Dr. Doom was watching film of Hitler and admiring his charisma and the way he could influence people. I said, the last cat Dr. Doom's going to watch films of and admire is Hitler. Mm. Because Doom was a gypsy. Uh, and, and, yeah. And, and trust me, uh. as much as we hear about uh, about what the Germans did to the Jews in World War II, they did every bit as bad to the gypsies. Yes, they did. Mm. Yes, so they did. I was like, dude, the last thing Dr. Doom is going to be watching is that. Now, see, why uh, doesn't somebody do their homework before doing something like that? Well, because that takes that, work, JR. Uh, Adulting is hard. It's the same reason why (laughs) – And we started pointing this out at Hero Realm. Around the early 2000s, you had that whole thing where you had hotshot rock star writers. Suddenly the writers and the – or this is – and again, this is why I never use the word creator ever because to me it feeds the ego. And back then you had you had a shift where characters weren't so much as important anymore as the writers and and artists and whatnot, typically the writers. Um. And so suddenly you had all these writers, and they would take over something, and then, oh, but they're too big to really go back and read the characters' back history. And so, you know, shit's going to be – and honestly, JMS was kind of like this. There were, yeah. there were times when JMS just couldn't be bothered to, to know, you know the back, some of the backstory on some of the things. He knew pieces of it, certainly. But in that – boy, that, that blistered my butt so bad back in the day. I mean, it really pissed me off because I was like, that is so – it's unprofessional. I'm like, dude, if I'm a writer and I'm getting hired to take over a character, you better bet I'm going to go and learn about that character. I'm going to learn what, what, why fans have liked that character for 40 years. What are the key moments? What are the big things? Where are some of the, you know, the stronger storylines? What, what are the important character beats all throughout this character history? There were writers coming along in the early 2000s. Just couldn't be bothered with it. Yeah. And that was – remember, I think that's when um, – I think no, that that was later. I think it was around one, one more day, or somewhere in between there. But one either Quesada or Brevert or somebody else who was talking out their ass 
um, <laughs> called uh, Continuity and Noose, Jr. You remember that? Vaguely, but I don't remember who said it. And I don't remember who said it either. I'm sure boy, it was Casada. Boy, that set me the f off. Oh my god! Because at the same time, at the same exact time, over in DC, DC was so strong back then in the early 2000s. And at that same time, you had Jeff Johns taking DC continuity and doing amazing effing things with it and making you give a shit about it. Where, where Marvel was just too lazy and just couldn't be de- – oh, that's, we can't be bothered to know continuity even sometimes from the previous year. That still continues to this day, by the way. Webbed Century also wants to know George's thoughts on the Doctor Strange trailer. Oh, baby. <laughs> Despite casting Tilda Swinton as a 500-year-old Tibetan man, the, boy, that made news this week. Did y'all see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They boy, they I cast it to not offend. Uh... <laughs> you had the writer of the one yeah. of the writers of the movie come out. Basically, okay, mm-hmm. I'm about to go off. Oh no! All right, so you had the right one of the, the the name of the writer escapes me now, but he came out and basically said two things. Number one, the uh, the ancient one is racist. Marvel's depiction of the ancient one is racist, and two. It's because of China, the whole China-Tibet thing. You, you can't have a Tibetan character in a China film, and we're going to lose the China market. Okay, so number one, to say that the Ancient One's depiction in Doctor Strange was racist is to be completely and wholly ignorant of the early stories of Doctor Strange, 100%. This pissed me off so bad. Oh, my God. Again, I wanted to grow hair so I could pull it out. <laughs> you know, the that's ancient- going back to the old thing, like saying Fu Manchu was racist or whatever. And Fu Manchu was a badass. Fu Manchu <laughs> was always the smartest guy in the room, you know? He was, yes. See, okay, so there's, there's this thing. Where you've got people saying, well, it's racist because, you know, they were they were portrayed as opium dealers and stupid drug dealers and they were all, you know, thieves and and they were, you know, and, and you had a lot of racism about the people that built the railroads and everything else. And I'm like, OK, that's great. And I understand that. And there was even some of that in Iron Man in the early because they showed like like the, the red Chinese army and boy, they made them look like buffoons, like out of a cartoon. OK, but that was not the case with the ancient one at all. Ever, the ancient one was very revered. With Doctor, he was somebody that Doctor Strange respected. It wasn't like he was, you know, he's not asking to do Doctor Strange's laundry for f's sake. Doctor Strange refers to him as Master continually because he was the Sorcerer Supreme before Doctor Strange was. I'll repeat that again. He was the Sorcerer Supreme before Doctor Strange was. Yeah, but there's a stereotype because now you're saying Asians are mystics. And hey, you know who loves stories and movies about Asians with mystic powers? Asians. And if you don't believe me, watch some Chinese cinema. I've seen so many movies where they're jumping around in Chinese movies, throwing fairy powers at one another and all kinds of crazy-ass magic. So, so if you want to blame somebody, blame the Chinese because th- th- they love that crap. You know, I, so I, I do believe the Tibetan thing, though. They don't want that's a third rail. They don't I, want it to. I get that, but in that case, they could have. You know what they could have done easily to get rid of all this crap? They could have said, "Okay, well, the ancient one's not from Tibet. The ancient exactly. one maybe, maybe he's from maybe he's from Kunlun, because we're just about to have that tie. You know, we're about mm-hmm. to get that with Iron Fist. We've already established it in Daredevil. Yeah, we've already mentioned it. Why don't yep. we have, just have him be from from Kunlun and 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 that's where Doctor Strange wound up and and you know it just happens you know that maybe he and Iron Fist were even there at the same time who knows you can get around that easily but right now there's a lot of people out there who are bitching about the fact that they replace that they they have somebody who they should have cast as Asian and they they replaced it with a, a white chick and I'm sorry I, I I'm with them I'm absolutely with them I love Tilda Swinton I think Tilda Swinton is a fantastic actress she is amazing. 
She is. She is really fantastic. And I think she's going to do great in this, and I think I'll see this, and it won't really bug me all that much. But that was, that was wrong. Hmm. That was wrong, and it should, have been a, it should have gone to an Asian actor. But aside from that, because you hear me rant about that, and you're like, oh, George hated the trailer. George loved the trailer. George watched the trailer about 16 trillion times. George, George's body is so ready for Doctor Strange. Mm. Oh, my God. Third-person sexual innuendo. I'm out. Uh, well, I, think, I don't think that Maz Mickelson is going to be actually playing Dormammu. They haven't said who he's playing. I think he's playing a character now because I saw a picture of him from the set. And I think he's actually playing a different Doctor Strange uh, enemy named Mr. Rasputin. Hmm. Um, so I think that's who he's playing, if, unless, uh, unless they're going to pull a switcheroo. Because just the way he looked, I was like with the ponytail and kind of the jacked-up face. I was like, that's not that's not right. Dormammu, obviously. Lockdown. Who's Ryan? Ryan, thank you for the gifts. By the way, thank yes, you. For, thank you. Those were awesome. He uh, makes sure. these. He makes these little uh, characters out of what are those little uh, things called? Like little beads. Or little something. beads, and they, he makes a very cool Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I things. I, I art essentially is what he he does, and it's really cool. Uh, so thank you for sending us those gifts. It was really nice. His question for the panel uh, with the talk that Tony Stark and possibly another MCU character possibly showing up in the new Spider-Man Homecoming movie. We've got it confirmed. We've got Robert Downey coming. Uh, who would you like to guest star in any future movies, but at the same time give them a reason to show up instead of being used like uh, currently in the Spider-Books, where Peter Parker can't do anything by himself and needs someone else to save the day? I don't know. Spider-Man? Maybe Spider-Man should appear in his own movie. <laughs> that would be another clone. Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 stop. Uh, the, the, the thing I want and, and would make me stand up in the theater... And just applaud it. Can you guess what other Marvel character? Hulk. We've already yeah. talked about this. I want I want Spider Man and Hulk to have banter in Avengers three and four. I want Spider Man to hop on his back and just start kicking ass with them. I wonder if we might not. I'm serious about this too. I, I yeah. wonder if we might not get a Hulk Spidey standalone movie. God, I would love that. God, that'd be so. I love Hulk. That, Marvel team up annual number two. First comic was a Spider Man Hulk team up. The, yes, that's. I was about to say team up when it wasn't Spider Man. The few issues when it wasn't Spider Man was um, was, was either Hulk. was either Johnny Storm was or either Hulk. the Human Torch yeah. or was the Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Uh, help me say this next person's name. Oh, oh God! Yavon Mukaluk. That sounds good. He's he's a poster from a, a long time. Yeah, way to mangle his name. I apologize. He joined in 2014. Or she. let me let me let me look at uh, the question real quick, and I'll I'll probably be able to get a better. I got to find the uh, question the, and answer thread. Well, the question is, uh, what's your favorite alternate universe version of Peter Parker? 2099. Man, he's not an alternate universe of. Peter well, he's Parker. he's an alternate Spider-Man, is what he is. Yeah, but he's but he said Peter Parker. Well, there. Okay. I guess my answer doesn't work. Um, (laughs) Can I not say Mayday? There's a part of Peter Parker in her. No, she's Peter Parker's daughter. She's not an alternate reality universe. I I like Mayday better than 2099, but okay. Peter Parker. I'm going to say Peter Parker. That's not. That's not Peter Parker. That's Peter Parker. Yes, he is. He is that universe's version of Peter Parker. No, he's that version. That is the exact. That is exactly what this guy is getting at, Brad. You're ham fisting it. No, uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm telling you, okay. Zach, am I wrong? Zach, Zach is asleep. Zach. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is is Peter is Peter Porker not an alternate universe version of Peter Parker? Yes, he is. Thank you. <laughs> okay, 
My, Brad, the question is, Spidey he exists, dude, he exists in a different universe. The question is, Spidey dude, is is what what's your favorite alternate universe version of Peter Parker? And Brad goes, Spider Man twenty nine nine nine, and I'm like, oh, that's that didn't work. And then <laughs> yeah. Brad's like, well, Mayday, and I'm like, that that's not the same. <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> that's not how the alternate well, universe Peter Parker. So. Na- na- name some besides the the pig. Well, you could you could say P- Peter Parker of Mayday's timeline. Yeah. You could say. Um, any of the what ifs? Oh, I could say I could say the movies. <laughs> I, I would say Spider Boy. I could say the movies or the cartoon or the yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, whatever okay. cartoon you like. Okay, Spider Man's Amazing Friends. I like that one. There, do you go. understand the difference now? I guess I do. It's it's three o'clock in the damn morning. I guess I that do. means no. <laughs> yeah, uh, secondly, I have recently gotten a Marvel Unlimited subscription. So have I. What are some good lesser-known Spider-Man stories and runs to look into? Well, they, they they're lacking in spectacular. Like there there's a big chunks of spectacular and web missing and adjectiveless. Uh, really, all they they have a complete run of amazing. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I was going to say that maybe spectacular Spider-Man around issue number twenty-four. Where the first carry-in, when when Mantlo finally started to get his sea legs, the the title started to get its sea legs under yeah. it, and you had the first carry-in story, yeah. and uh, then you had Mantlo, then Stern took over, and then Mantlo came back, yeah. and you had that great uh, Doc Ock, yeah, in the seventies, the story, and yeah. even then, just until the issue that, yep, yeah, and then until the issue where Fred Hembeck Hembeck drew spectacular. Eighty six, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that period of time from like spectacular twenty four to like eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, I to me that strikes me as that that was a pretty solid run. Right. So. Don't, don't you miss the times where there was a B title and it was good? There, yeah. There was a time, um, or a, yeah. just for specific stories. Remember, Brad, when we were uh, we covered that fight uh, from Spectacular Spider-Man, or that that we covered that series of issues. A lot of them they were like between uh, Spectacular '73 and like '79 with the, with Doctor Octopus and the Owl and Black yeah. Cat, yeah. and Spider-Man tore Doctor Octopus's arms yeah. off. Yeah, and then they're oh my god, those go read great. that. That was, was great. Some crazy stuff. It was great. You had that coming out, and I think that was during the Stern run on Amazing. That was some great stories yeah. coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Uh, last question for T from TFN. Three posts joined in 2012, though. All right. <laughs> he does a couple a year, or one a year. Uh, to the whole gang, now that things are starting to heat up with the Doctor Strange movie, what does everyone think of the two old ones, the 1970s TV movie and the animated? I guess we got to go George on this one. <laughs> Has anyone else besides me seen the one from the 70s? I have not, I have. I have not seen I either it. one. It wasn't that bad. It's actually fairly enjoyable. Was it Peter Houston? No, not Peter Houston. Uh, it was pretty close. Peter Hooten, I think. Hooten. Yeah, Peter right. Hooten. Peter Hooten. There you go. Yeah. Um, what no, bad, it huh? was actually it was actually pretty good. And, and at the end, they even have Clea in it. Oh, they do. Yeah, she's. It turns out, like he meets her at the end. She's kind of. I think she's like a nursing student or something like that. Hmm. Um, which makes me think. Which makes me think Rachel McAdams may actually still be Clea. We just don't know it yet. Um, but. 
no, it it was. It was. I mean, for for what it for when it came out, you know, and and the stuff. It, it's much better than the Captain America stuff they had back then. Oh, oh that was yeah. horrible. Way better than the Captain America stuff. As far as animated, uh, has anyone seen besides me? I think Zach and probably you have Brad. Jr. Have you seen the animated? I I'm not, I'm not, I, I own the DVD. I've not watched it since I bought it. In the, what, the Doctor Strange animated movie was very good. Oh, good. Uh, the Iron Man movie was not. No, yeah. But the Doctor Strange movie was was very very enjoyable. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's see. I recently read that there is a short lived radio show in the '60s. Got any details on it? Are we talking about Spider Man? Marvel did a series of um, of kind of like short radio shows back in in the '60s, and I don't know the full story behind it. But they did Fantastic Four. I know for sure because I actually have some of them on MP3. Oh, and Bill yeah. Murray is the Human Torch. That's by the way. right. I, I do remember that. I don't remember, uh, but I don't Spider-Man. remember Spider Man. Yeah, there's a there's a BBC thing that was on a CD that I do remember from the '90s that came out. That was a radio play. There was also a, a rock record in the '70s that came out. There was mixing of music and stuff like that. So, but no, not in the '60s. I don't remember that. Uh, P.S. I tried to download episode 12.1. It only runs one minute and 47 seconds. You know what? I saw that. And I don't know what's up with my file on my uh, my uh, FTP. Uh, I'm going to look at my backup hard drive and see if I have that episode. Uh, if anybody listening has a full copy of episode 12.1, feel free to email it to me. I think I may have lost it. Zach, do you have a copy of that episode? I may. I'll have wow. To what? What? You you sound like Fred Flintstone running on a bowling alley. What was that? Like a digga 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 dig. Like you're running to your microphone. That was funny. No one got the reference of Fred Flintstone. Okay, uh, everybody, thank you. Well, for, he ran. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. For, oh, it's your dog. Your dog was shaking, probably, is what that sounds like. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Yes. He, yes. It, got that's it. Dog. That's your dog. That's Benji, right? That is Benji. Benji yes. named after the clone. Yes, got it. Oh. Final, <laughs> final thoughts, Zach. Holy crap! It's been four and a half freaking hours, man. One hour, <coughs> one hour Act- was tech support. That was it. Uh, yeah, it was actually. So it's been five and a half hours. I'm, I, I like you guys, but not that much. <laughs> final thoughts, Jr. I'm old and I'm going to bed. No doubt, George. Final I thoughts. I am not sir. as old as Jr. And I'm going to bed. I am not as old either, but I'm going Thank- to bed. To everyone, thank you for listening and putting up with us. And no uh, doubt. hopefully, you enjoyed our our jaunt through Spider Man this month. No doubt. And go see Civil War. We will do a special show on it. Our jaunt through Spider Man. Yeah, that sounds, sounds right. kind of vulgar. How about yeah. how about our trek through Spider Man? Yeah, you our go. trek. No, no, through Spider Man doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> Spider Man's world. It's like a there you go. Good night. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs>